0: This is the Powered by Rock Podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. You're about to discover the most entertaining rock music podcast on the planet, filled with the best stories straight from rock musicians from all over the world. Rock music isn't dead. It's getting better and better. It's time to start paying attention again. With that said, let's get this party started.
1: The mountain's gonna rise and fall by me.
0: Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast, where I'm going to be speaking with John and Josh of the Vegas-based, I guess, horror-themed punk band, Damned by the Night today. These guys have just released their debut EP called From the Shadows to the Coffin, which is a seven-song ripper that has a bit of a storyline to it, from what I can tell anyway. I uh, will talk about that here in just a minute. It's sort of like going through a haunted house or watching a horror movie, but with a really catchy soundtrack. It'll be right up your alley if you like bands like Screeching Weasel and other Midwest pop-punk bands, or even bands like The Misfits, that... You know, there are great melodies, catchy hooks, and it's filled with a lot of tongue-in-cheek dark humor. So, hey, guys, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, what's up? How you
0: doing, bud? Yeah, yeah. It's good to have you guys here. It's been, I mean, I've kind of known you, Josh, for about, I don't know, a year and a half, two years maybe now? I think two years actually now because it was like October of 2021 when I first met you when you were playing for Jerk. So, I haven't had you on the show yet, but uh, obviously we've, we've talked to each other at shows. And, John, it's the first time actually technically meeting you, but I've talked to you over some... Uh, messages and stuff like that. So, actually, we idea. did
2: meet at the uh musicians' you're right meet at Sonic that's right. Once, yep, but yeah, it was that. real quick. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that you see like you know, a hundred different people in a day, and you're like, I don't remember everybody that I meet, but yeah, I do remember for that sure. now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, all right. So, let's kind of get into it. Let's talk about the the EP because I think there's uh, you know, well, let's talk about the music first and kind of like then get into the EP, but. I think that the first question that I have to kind of ask is probably the most obvious question most people would ask is why did you guys decide to kind of play into a, you know, horror punk genre, uh, if you want to call it that? Because uh, I know you guys have played in other bands. And I remember Josh posting some teasers of this music pretty much shortly after I met him in 2021. He was, you know, putting on Instagram some like red filter and him playing in his, in his like studio or wherever he was at. Uh, but what was it that like made you guys go in this? Uh, direction because I'm pretty sure it's conscious, right? Like you weren't like, oh hey, we just had 10 songs that somehow came out to like this theme. but what's your draw towards it?
1: I would say uh, well we're everyone in the band is big like horror nerds and uh, I always I was in a horror punk band back in Indiana in like t- 2008, 2009 and I liked it a lot and then I kind of like I did jerk for a while and I'm still doing jerk uh, with pop punk stuff. But I was always influenced by, like, stuff like like early AFI, um, Black Sabbath, um, like, more of a darker route. Yeah. So we kind of just wanted to do that. And it was just, just like, a new project I brought to John. And I was wanting to do it for a while. And it kind of really—when I got John into the band, like, it really clicked. And uh, it came out great.
0: Yeah. And I remember, obviously, like, even with Jerk, you were writing songs, uh, you know, uh, about— uh, what was it? The, the prom queen is dead or something like that. Uh, I killed like, the prom
1: queen. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I killed uh,
0: the prom queen yeah, and like yeah. sleep, sleep away camp was like the seven and such you put out. So you guys, I think even as jerk, you had that undertones of like really catchy pop punk music, but with like, you wanted to talk about horror punk or horror movies in your punk band a little bit, at least a little bit.
1: Yes, totally.
0: Yeah. And John, what was, uh, did you just like meet up with Josh and be like, you know what? you're not making such bad music let's play together or how did that kind of conversation start
2: well i met josh like a long time ago probably 2015 or so we played in like another band together um that quickly fell apart because he was doing things with jerk right he was trying to do that that was when the the jerk was like first getting off um the ground so and then you know randomly uh he hit me up like in late 2020 probably and Mm -hmm. was just like hey how would you feel about doing this sort of horror project with me And we just started going back and forth about horror movies and horror bands and stuff like that because you know we're obviously big horror movie fans so i was like that sounds really fun it's different something vegas doesn't really have you know so um we got together and jammed i just wanted to play guitar at first in a a band instead of playing drums you know because i played drums in another band so i was just like wanting to switch it up so we tried that it didn't work but um (laughs) it, it was actually really cool writing with them. like it's got that pop sensibility to it but it's also really dark and you know catchy so it's it's perfect for me you know i'm I'm really digging it
0: yeah i mean you might have like you know what you would say like uh, alkaline trio for example always had like really catchy pop music but it was like you know they always had like these dark lyrics or a, a bit of cynicism even about the happiness of a song right like uh, even 100%. their most popular song, Stupid Kid. I remember when I was a stupid kid. I used to love you back then, but now I hate you kind of thing. It's like, yeah, there's like, there's always a darkness to every like poppy, poppy uh, song. So um, now I think there's two singers in you guys' band, right? Josh, uh, and then you have another singer as well. Is that correct?
1: Actually, we have three. Uh, myself, uh, Dave on bass, and um, Jay Burbank on guitar. We all okay. kind of like do different vocals uh, a lot of the time. Dave and Jay, they do a lot of the harmonies and I do the lead vocals, But we kind of go back and forth. Gotcha. So
0: how does the songwriting come together? Is it something that like you two work on? Or like you work on Josh? Or how is it like everybody brings a song to the table and just sees how it goes? Or how does that work?
1: Uh, for the EP, we I cut I wrote a lot of the stuff, but me and John pretty much put together everything the way we wanted it to be.
2: Gotcha. I guess we laid like the groundwork um and then like it was just me and him jamming and writing the riffs and writing the songs the lyrics and stuff but when it became time for a second guitar bass and, and backup vocals dave and jay really surprised us both with like totally yeah. some of their input and creative um you know input as well so yeah yeah they did a lot of the harmonies and everything else like that so
0: that's what you paid them for right
2: Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know if they got paid yet, did they? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think oh, yeah. so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's just interesting because everybody's got kind of like a different, you know, how songs come out might be different. You guys might be jamming one day and then, you know, you put some some basic, you know, foundation to a song together or, you know, one person sits down on an acoustic guitar and writes a bunch of songs and brings it to the band or whatever. But it's it's always interesting to hear kind of how it goes and, who's kind of the, the instrumental kind of songwriting parts because, or songwriters for the parts of the songs, because every time I've ever been in a band, it's like always been like one person is the songwriter and then the rest kind of fill in the other stuff, which makes it kind of the easiest to do because then you're just like, well, as long as you keep writing songs, we'll keep playing music. Right. So um, I was always curious, like, you know, I always have to ask like, whose idea is, this? How, how does the songwriting go? Cause if there's four people, writing songs, it might take a little bit longer, because you're like, Hey, have you finished that song yet? Or something like that. So yeah,
2: yeah, I feel like for the majority of it, like Josh writes about 65% of it. And then you know, I include my two cents, which is maybe another 20%. Maybe Yeah, you know, and then we just kind of fill it in from there. But yeah, yeah you know, it's just it's kind of like that, you know, he does the majority of like the ideas and the the riffs and and the melody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sure. So and yeah and funny. i wouldn't say that downplays anybody else's role in the band because i've been i've been the lead singer songwriter and i've been like the drummer in a band where it's like you're doing what like what a drummer does for a band can absolutely change the entire sound of a song versus what the singer songwriter might bring to the table at first and it's like oh well that's actually way cooler now than when you put that drum beat to it versus what i had in my head right so i don't want to downplay anybody's like writing or, or anything like that but it's just like when you get in there you're like i wonder who's who's thought who thought of that right like when you're listening to the song like who thought of that idea that's pretty cool um but yeah like everybody's the whole the whole like ep, uh, EP is you know epic in my opinion so i think that there's a lot of oh, things thanks. that when i hear like thanks. bass or backup vocals or when somebody else is singing i'm like okay so was there like a dual songwriting thing going on but yeah it's that's why i asked it, because i was like there's so many voices that I, and and kind of other things going on elements happening that you know it was kind of clear that it wasn't just one person doing everything which is what I usually see so no, we, no. Think,
1: yeah, we all worked together um putting like different parts all together like when it's fully complete
0: yeah
2: yeah and it wasn't like by chance either like um so me and Josh had this you know idea to put the band together we did one single resurrection and uh then we decided you know at that point like it sounded really good this is gelling. so we wrote like three more songs we recorded them april of this year yeah. and then uh we're like we need three more for the ep and then josh just booked a date to release the album when we didn't have the other three songs
1: so it, get up it, daddy let's go man let's
2: yeah, go. so it really just um it's not that the other guys didn't have um any creative input on purpose or that they couldn't or they're not talented enough because they're really talented guys it's just we had to wrap it up so quick because we just we spent enough time you know what's the word dilly-dallying you know with the band that it was time to get serious about it and just put it out so and you know it, it still turned out great but you know i feel like uh you know have us you know the lineup that we have now with our synergy the next one's probably going to be even better. I yeah. That.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing about like the first one is it's never perfect, but it's like, we're not going to make it perfect. Like, it's not going to be perfect. So like, get it to like 95% and then put it out. Cause it's like, you could spend another six months messing around with the mixing or something like that. And you're like, I think I'm just making it worse now. So it's like, you just can drive yourself crazy, but yeah.
2: Well, mix so, is never done. Right. It's never yeah. done, but you know, <laughs> you got to put it out because otherwise- like, uh, you know symbols
0: are too loud right there but oh well whatever yeah
2: <laughs> trust me and i have a little bit of ocd so it's it's horrible I, i'm like i'll sit <laughs> on this for another week you know but no
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so were there any like particular influences that you guys were drawing from for this ep versus like maybe other projects you worked on obviously um you know the the sound of damn by the night is like you said it's not exactly something that like las vegas necessarily has there are other very it's, it's it's kind of a pretty uh specific sub niche of like punk that you guys play in um but there was there anything specific that like maybe you guys were even drawing from personal bands or anything like that that you were like let's put it into this because josh i mentioned you mentioned that was kind of what you're doing in indiana but can you elaborate more on that too
1: yeah um like for the ep and just the starting of the band i always for this band like even the songs were like like I said, early AFI and then like Calbreze and uh Son of Sam, which was another Davy Havoc uh side project and yeah. just kind of like it's melodic, but like there's the you know, guitars are very evil and uh there's like <laughs> weird uh bridge points. But um but I would say like those bands and, he, and John put some other stuff like stuff he wanted to do, like with like Black Sabbath and yeah stuff like that i'm a huge black sabbath fan like my
2: dad used to make me you know jam black sabbath with him in the car or you know (laughs) at home and stuff like that and you know growing up in high school me and my best friend were like big fans of like tiger army and stuff like that so we would you know listen to that kind of stuff so i've always been a fan of that kind of music but you know we're kind of gelling all of those other genres into it right you know they get like your 90s you know skate punk and you know your 2000s kind of poppiness and pop punk yeah. into it as well so it's got a little bit of all of those elements which i think really makes it uh you know catchy unique and something that really everybody can enjoy
0: yeah now i didn't you know obviously speaking of drums i didn't catch any double bass pedal are you playing any double bass pedal or is it all single bass pedal
2: so i guess we're more of a rock and roll band i mean i i've always played double bass pedals in my other band but um there is one spot in demon night in the bridge okay. where we just hammer out some fast like street style punk you know at 240 yeah. bpm or something like that so yeah. Yeah, there's a little of it in there hopefully we can work some more in later yeah, yeah i was gonna say because like
0: Speaking of your influences, I'm like, I feel like there'd be a lot more double bass pedal if we're talking like, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's skate punk sounding, but obviously with like Josh saying evil guitars and, you know, catchy hooks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, for people who've never kind of heard this genre, I think of like, if you take Alkaline Trio and mix it with like Queens of the Stone Age, maybe something like that would be like a kind of good just like a good general audience kind of description of the genre but more skate punky if that makes sense so yeah, it's kind you, of hard to kind of
2: so like i know. always take like the dave Grohl approach right when simple is better you know don't over complicate it especially in this sense we're we're recording this you know wrapping it up you know pretty quickly trying to get it out um but also too like i'm a huge fan of alkaline trey i've always have been you know yeah uh so you know derek is a great drummer and yeah. he doesn't use a double bass pedal you know simple is better so that was kind of my thought process going into the whole thing
0: yeah i think that's a punk motto in general is like if you're going to overcomplicate it it's probably not going to sound very good
1: <laughs> yeah you know simple is better yeah, yeah. it really
0: is <laughs> josh is like check out this guitar so yeah i mean i've been in punk bands for well that's what i started and still play like punk music so it's like i don't try to make really long crazy david gilmore style solos it's like i think of like jughead from screeching weasel i'm like those were the solos that i always thought of when i was going to put into punk music
2: yeah i mean i'm influenced by a lot of like thrash and hardcore as well like terror or uh power trip sure. and one of the rules that they had in power trip i'm not sure if you're familiar with the band but um they're no longer a band because the lead singer had passed away in 2020 but they did have a rule of no double bass in a yeah. thrash band and it's just so much better for it in a way um yeah. you know so it's got that more pop sensibility but it's really heavy hitting and it's yeah. i feel like it's more the thing with punk music in general and you, you know this too i'm sure is that people can relate to it more because they feel like they could probably play it yeah you know so that's kind of the yeah. i process mean
0: hundred thousand people probably picked up a guitar that the summer that green days dookie came out so it's like oh yeah i can do that i can easily do that
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 100 <100%. laughs>
0: so yeah so let's talk about the ep specifically because there's some songs on this that i i think are pretty awesome um you know from the beginning of the ep with the song incantation to the end of the ep with demon is it demon Night or demon of the night i can't remember if it's demon of the night uh,
1: demon Night is the uh, last track yes
0: yeah yeah so it feels like there's kind of like a story going on, even if like their tales are not like necessarily in chronological order or technically connected, but it it seems like it's getting kind of to the point where it's like almost as if you're like I said, like you're kind of going through a haunted house or like a maze or something, and you're just you're getting the story of each song. Now they like like I said, they might be completely different subjects or whatever, but it kind of seems to kind of get more of a rise as it goes. Is that kind of something that you guys were trying to do where it like and even at the end it kind of feels like it's like to be continued you know like i can see like just in my head at the end of the thing it's like to be continued and like blood comes on the screen or something like that is that is that anything like what you guys are trying to put together or what's the kind of theme that you had there
1: the theme was uh i'm a huge fan of uh b movies and like midnight like spook show stuff from like from the 40s and the 50s yeah so it's kind of like those ideas like black sunday is a movie called black sunday but and it was an italian movie too called mask of satan so it was like just like little parts of like B movie or like creep show or Tales from the Crypt kind of ideas that kind of like so it is kind of like a theme for a record.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, and I remember watching Tales from the Crypt when I was a kid and it's like every one of them was like they weren't like creepy, but they were like meant to like be like exactly like a tale, right? It's like you have this like 30 minute like this is a, a, a cautionary tale of how you shouldn't be too too like i remember specifically one guy was an artist and like he's like basically using like human blood for his paint and then he ended up being like murdered or something by somebody but it was like because you're a bad person you're gonna get the just desserts in the end it's like that's kind of what i feel like as i'm listening to the album in a way
2: well that was the whole inspiration for the incantation the intro was to make it be like the intro to creep show or tales from the crypt yeah you know so we got mike janoff from guilty by association to help us out with that did a great job. he did an awesome job and just you know made it set the tone for what they're going to hear in the next six songs right yeah. so it's sort of like a creep show and then you have six other episodes yeah it's kind of exactly how it kind of came together yeah yeah totally.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. so is that kind of something that you guys are going to continue like obviously are you planning on doing i mean it kind of really works for an ep because that's about the length of an episode of a show or something like that too right but is this something like if you guys do like a full length you'd obviously continue to do that or would you make it even more kind of a higher production and do it like even kind of more in a in a chronological or or kind of you know tail or thematic kind of way or was this kind of like the formula you guys like right now
2: I don't know it sounds pretty good now that you're saying it
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually <you> know what <laughs> we've actually never really even talked about yeah that. no uh, but I would like to kind of keep like one more record that we're kind of going that way and then the next record would be like a totally different thing that would go in a horror theme
0: yeah that's awesome so obviously go ahead go ahead no it all kind
2: of started out like as a vampire themed thing so we wrote resurrection first which is about coming back from the dead essentially um and then you know red death was the next one that we kind of harped on which is you know a vampire film uh vincent price film so yep you know um that was kind of the theme we were rolling with at first and then we just started writing stuff about you know demon night is the tales from the crypt movie so you know about from the demon's perspective like what are they thinking you know when they're going into this house you know trying to obtain the blood key to life and you
1: know destroying the humans
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and they're they yeah they're trapped and they're trying to get out of their world
0: yeah, so I think like obviously with most of the songs, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen obviously everything that you the like the movies and stuff that you guys might reference, but because there's too many movies and too many yeah. TV shows to watch in the world, <laughs> too but, many
2: shitty movies. Yeah, yeah I, love, <laughs> I love a shitty movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's only so many times like I like my wife's like deathly afraid of anything horror. So like since I've been with her, I've watched like maybe five horror movies, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so like, is there anything in the album that like? you might like even you would be like oh that's a kind of a deep cut or like this is something that maybe most people wouldn't know about like an easter egg or something like that
1: Um, i'm trying to think if there is maybe um i kind of (laughs) think i'm going through the record right through my head he's like
0: well everything's very common knowledge for me because i wrote it
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was i don't know like uh just everything i mean a lot of the songs were um like guess put through like a movie reference, but Into the Dark was, that's me and you wrote the lyrics where we just wanted it to be like dark as fuck. Yeah. And fun.
2: We had, the, we had a guy <laughs> describe it as like, you know, it sounds like a bunch of demons are driving a hearse around at night super fast, you know, just, um but no, I mean, there's really no Easter eggs. It's pretty plain and simple. You know, I guess, I guess we could say, I mean, the lyrics are pretty literal, you know, there's, yeah. there's nothing really crazy, but you know, maybe we should think about that. You know, I mean, there's some cool clips in there as well that we, we kind of ripped from some movies and stuff like that, too, which, yeah. you know, only if you've seen those movies, would you know what they are Um, or the Crip Creeper laugh, you know, and Demon Night at the end, you know, we kind of yeah. threw in there because it's like appropriate. But yeah. no, no Easter eggs, really. I don't think. No, pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. Simple.
0: Straightforward, kind of more mainstream yeah. topics. And I know, obviously, yeah. Josh, you've played with uh, in not in the band, but in a show with the band avenues from um, milwaukee and they have kind of like that horror theme punk with at least with their uh music videos i don't know if you've ever seen their music yeah, videos yeah. but yeah, yeah.
1: I'm a really good friendship with all those guys they're great uh i love avenues i yeah. can't wait to see they come back to vegas um yeah they do have that kind of sensibility to that
0: yeah do you guys have any sort of like music videos lined up for any of this stuff
1: we have a we talked we've been talking about doing a music video just uh t- this whole month has been crazy we just we did three shows and we're trying to uh say, okay what's the next step but the music video is probably going to be the next step for us it's going to happen yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure yeah we're just Do trying
2: to a, figure a, out which one's going to be the best you know or yeah you know i was going to say did you have
0: a pick a song pick for that at all
2: yeah we got two i think that we're leaning on like black sunday or
1: red death possibly yeah black sunday for nice sure.
0: very cool yeah. And obviously you guys did release the album, the EP on Americant records, which John, um, this is obviously a record label that you put together, but um, you know, is this like, obviously <laughs> there's obviously no contract negotiations. Like, Hey guys, put it on this record label. Here's what you're going to make. Cause it's an indie label. Right. So it's like, basically how did the conversation come and and what's the, I mean, what's the, what's the, uh, I mean, there's not, I don't want to say like a benefit, but what's the, what's the push for you guys obviously knowing that you're keeping it in house with like your own record label and everything.
2: I mean, I feel like, you know, putting it out on your own label, you have complete control. So, I mean, from the start, you know, I started American records back in 2010 or 2011. Um, But you know, the, the benefit is that, you know, we, we controlled everything. We, we recorded it all ourselves. You know, I recorded it. Josh helped me out. Um, We mixed it. We mastered it ourselves. We, put it online ourselves you know on our own label so i've always had that um punk rock ethos i guess in a way um probably just more stubbornness than anything to put it out yeah uh, on my own label i mean if if someone else wanted to pick it up that'd be awesome like we got a couple we got on a couple compilations already like uh we are horror records and horror shock records put out compilation right yeah um so you know we're not opposed to you know having someone come in and stating that they would like to put Put it out if they have better distribution like overseas or something like that yeah um but you know just the way i've always done things and you know just wanted to you know put it out and get it out so that's kind of the reason that we did it we didn't want to wait around for anyone to pick it up
0: yeah yeah (laughs) you don't want to have to like sit there and wait on a uh, on a pile of seven songs for the next two years before it gets released and properly all done up by a record label or whatever
2: yeah, because I um, get hit by a fucking bus by then, you know. You know
0: I just... <laughs> <laughs> well, and for anybody who's watching the video of this, obviously we're looking at AR above you guys, and there's you know the mixing, uh, the whole mixing, mastering, or mixing desk at least the recording studio behind you, which looks pretty awesome because mine looks about like half that and not way as cool. Like, I don't have any cool gear, but um, do you, is that the room where you guys are recording pretty much everything?
2: Yeah, this is the control room. Yeah. So we do the drums and and like guitars and stuff sometimes in in the loft area of my house. Like, I live in a three bedroom house in Vegas suburbs. So it's nothing fancy. But you know, we just do everything here. Nice. Yeah. So drum production. It's all real drums, you know, bass, guitars, vocals. We we did vocals in this room. Um, It was all mixed mastered like right here. Very cool yeah
0: yeah now i'm gonna ask the question do you have kids and are you married because if you do if you do then you're you that would be amazing because i have a kid and i'm married and there's
2: absolutely no way that i could be able to do all that stuff in my house i'm married but i have no kids but my wife is very forgiving and yeah. she, she loves <laughs> thank the fact you mel thank you yeah she <laughs> she puts up with a lot uh You know, this dickhead coming over here every day, writing songs (laughs) and recording and everything else, and
0: drinking beers, being on stupid podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I know Mm -hmm. how it goes.
2: (laughs) Oh, this is mild compared to what we usually do. Yeah, you know, but yeah, seriously, we have a problem. (laughs) We're making tons of music all the time, you know, and the last six months has been nonstop. Yeah, yeah. you know, so a lot of work.
0: Well, now I know, like, obviously, you guys have other musical projects or you were in previous musical projects. And I know, Josh, obviously, Jerk is still going, but you kind of like, on a hiatus I, I would say hiatus but like you know how it goes like you got ebbs and flows with bands and stuff like that and you guys usually do tours during spring or summer like right um, yeah no. know, across the us and stuff but is this is this kind of like the main project right now for the immediate near future and how is that, how do you work in other projects
1: um this i mean damn by the night is a side project. side project for all everybody in the band because everybody in the band has other their main projects yeah i mean with jerk like we've been uh we've wrote some new songs and stuff and getting demos around and we're just trying to put out a new record before we even play out or do anything at more uh just kind of in the low and yeah, uh, um just people are busy and other you know uh with the bands and stuff uh but i have a lot of fun doing this i did Put a lot of heart and passion into this project as i would if i did any other one but um yeah. right now i've been pretty busy with this one for sure
0: yeah john what do you got else going on are you in uh, 10 other bands like everybody in vegas
2: <laughs> well um i'm in, in you know, my main band is soldiers of destruction so i play drums in that with dave who's our bass player in soldiers as well as Dance by the night Nice. so he, he plays with us here um uh, I filled in for Guilty by Association this year. They're drummers uh, on tour with Metallica doing like video stuff. Um, so they needed a drummer. But other than that, um, right now it's just Down by the Night and Soldiers, which, you know, um, that's pretty much all I have going on for the moment. We're taking two months off to just chill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's been a busy year for all of us. So we're just going to take two months off and start writing some new stuff.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned, obviously, like, you know, it's, it's a weird world because people think like, oh, the only way you can make money in, in a music career is if you're making money with your music, right? But you just mentioned something like, you know, like your drummer's off with of Metallica doing video stuff. I met a guy who's a guitar tech for The Muse, like literally the main, like I met him at a park where our kids were playing. I was like, oh, did, did you say you guitar tech for The Muse? He's like, yeah. And then I met like another guy who guitar techs for like Shania Twain. I'm like, this place is crazy. Like there's only so there's so yeah. many different ways that you can make money through music because like you can you know be on tour with a band and just be like guitar tech or roadie or whatever and it's like that's a full-time gig like for like four months of the year so it's pretty interesting that you say that because a lot of people think i have to play my own music that's the only way i can make money And, and for a lot of people that's probably what they'll do but there are other ways to go out and actually establish a career in music without just relying strictly on album sales or streaming spotify stuff like that
2: yeah it's hard i mean you know i um I have a full-time job you know i'm an account executive for a company um, but also you know i record music on the weekends for a lot of the local bands here too you yeah. know i put out i think five albums this year plus ours um yeah. so you know we do a lot uh especially the tri-state so yeah i mean there's definitely ways to make money with music whether it's you know i make more from recording than i do playing in bands though sure yeah so (laughs) that's just how it goes
0: they always say you make more money selling shovels than digging for gold right exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good way to put it so i want to take a quick break but i do want to play the song which i love this song because uh resurrection upon us it's like i think it's the first like full song on the album but like as soon as i heard it i was like damn i'm hooked on this album is it okay if i have if i play this song i want to make sure i get full permission to play this song so fans can get a taste of the music so and so that spotify and youtube don't shut me down so I, can i play this song for you guys yes yes sir perfect so here's the new song from damn by the night called resurrection is upon us and we'll be back right after this to bring josh and john in the spotlight with some hot seat questions which should be a lot of fun we'll see you right after this i believe Welcome back to the Powered by Rock Podcast. I'm here with Josh and John from the band Damned by the Night. Hey guys, are you ready to be putting the spotlight?
1: Yes, let's do it. I don't know All if I right, can so, do
0: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's get into some of the horror parts of what you guys are doing. So we have to obviously every every horror movie fan is gonna be like, okay, check their credentials, right? Like how much do they really know about the genre? So I think we gotta start and jump in with some horror theme questions to make sure you guys are legitimate authorities on the music you create. So, what's from each of you? What's your favorite all-time horror movie and why? Josh's face just is like, "What?" (laughs)
1: That's a long list. (laughs) Um, I gotta uh, go with one though. One. I have to go with the Halloween franchise.
0: Okay. Any particular one, or like the first one?
1: Uh, the first and the second one. All day. Yeah. Uh, huge Jamie Lee Curtis fan, and uh, I don't know. I just the aspect of halloween and the slasher film you know like because back then they you know, like it was uh halloween and like Friday the 13th and yeah. nightmare on elm street those were like the top like slasher films but like that one always gets me i don't know i'm always a big yeah. halloween fan
0: yeah and i mean it was it was the, the face i think like it's not a, it's it's a face of a human face right so it's like even creepier than like a mask or like a melted person it's like this is a <laughs> Looks like a skin person's face it's on a somebody dead else's skin face. mask, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. So, what about you, John?
2: Oh man, you know, if I was going strictly on nostalgia, I'd say Night of the Living Dead, but I'm not. So, I'm the type of person that likes to have the shit scared out of me when I'm watching a horror movie. So, I'm gonna have to go with As Above, So Below. If you've never seen that okay. one,
0: that's, I have not uh, seen that
2: one. So that's good. It's a movie about a uh, archaeological digger um, who is trying to find. You know, the catacombs, like there's treasure beneath the catacombs in Paris, but what they don't know is that they're going to the depths of hell and it's scary as hell. Uh,
0: Interesting. That's a cool concept. If I had to pick one, I mean, my favorite, what I wouldn't call it horror, but I would call it like a, I mean, I guess it's horror because it's Stephen King, but the shining, um, it's definitely more mainstream, but I feel like because it's so relatable that you're going to go fucking nuts in this, this, uh, you know, snow resort ski resort. I feel like that one is like, I could see myself doing that. Like, that's kind of scary to me. But if I ever like, you know, if I ever think of like, like scary movies, which we'll talk about here in a, in a minute, but um, there's, there's probably a different criteria, but favorite scary movie, horror movie, I'd say The Shining for me.
2: That's That's a great movie though. You know, and you know, I don't blame you for picking that one. It's probably my top 20. Yeah. You know, for sure.
0: So let's, let's go a little bit deeper. This one's going to be looking a little introspection here. So what horror or monster movie character best represents your personality? Hmm, that's a good
2: one. That's <laughs> what horror represents your personality? Um, <laughs> specific
0: character or a, you know, uh, you know, like a person or like an actual monster or
1: I would go with Dracula or a creature from black gun
0: okay why why dracula
1: i'm gonna say dracula because when people like get to know me or like talk to me they're they really don't know who the fuck i am like it's like just talk. they're like i don't know about that guy and then like the more <laughs> they talk to me like i kind of get his story now yeah you're a <laughs> creep. <laughs> See, <I'm kind laughs> of creep
0: it's because i've been alive for
1: 600 years <laughs> Yeah. What about, you, what about John? you,
2: John? Oh man, I'd have to either say like I'm gonna have to go with the the guy from the Reanimator. Okay. Have you ever yeah. seen that movie? Yeah, he's just it's been a to, long time. Like I have I've
0: seen it like in the 80s or whatever. But
2: yeah. Yeah. It was an, it was like a late 80s I think horror movie, right? Yeah. So comes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to fix everybody. He's trying to help everybody and bring him back to life. You know, it's like a Frankenstein story. You know, I feel like. Yeah. I'm a... Yes big hearted person but you know everything turns to shit eventually (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) that's the way of the world (laughs) yeah kind of I guess you know I mean he's not really a villain though so I don't know no
0: it's just uh I mean yeah that's kind of like the playing God but like you're a human so you the the, your fallacies will come back to haunt you right
2: yeah or or what's his name Otis from the house of a thousand corpses I could, be, I could be a dick. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> you know so I'm probably. I think it'd be a huge dick, not <laughs> <laughs> walking so, one.
0: Swing one way from the other, like nice guy trying to do nice things, or
1: that yeah, you know, not
0: at all. Yeah, no, I'm not really a dick, Just, am I? I don't know. Oh, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. <Okay. laughs> it's like don't ask me. I know you too well. <laughs> <laughs> so question number three: Was there ever a horror movie that legitimately freaked you out after you watched it?
1: uh yeah since i was a kid like the original it always until this day still creeps the crap out of me from like uh tim curry was like just i don't know his face paint and the way he is everything he set into the movie just always freaks me the fuck out from which movie until are you? kid it uh the original oh
0: it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear it sorry i'm oh, sorry I was... yeah, it. yeah
1: yeah yeah always freaked me out
0: yeah that's yeah, he's just, I mean, even in, like, I think he's, like, in, like, Beetlejuice, and he's not even, like, being scary in that movie, you're still, like, this is, like, a creepy person, like, just watching him on screen.
2: Oh, that was Michael Keaton. That's Michael Keaton.
0: Bad. No, but wasn't he, I thought, oh, no, you're right, he was, I was yeah. thinking he was, like, one of the other people in that, in that house, but no, he's not in that movie, you're right. He's in rock, yeah.
2: rock, rock, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, Rocky Horror
0: yeah. Picture Show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking for some reason he's in Beetlejuice, but I haven't seen that movie in a long-ass time, so, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that movie kind of stinks anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. it is it is a you know i have i have a love hate relationship with uh uh what the hell is the the director tim burton like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah i can take it or leave it yeah i can take it or leave it yeah like nightmare for before christmas is cool it's just like i don't like it as, as much as everyone else does yeah really. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. sam i don't know
1: you didn't run the hot topic and get the socks no, I I, didn't. <laughs> I don't have the tattoos or anything. Yeah, you don't right.
0: have the, yeah. the Edward Scissors hands, uh, gloves or anything? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I love that. What about you, John? Was there ever a movie that legitimately freaked you out?
2: So there's this movie called Fire in the Sky about the alien abduction that happened in Flagstaff? I like
0: yeah. Like say Wyoming Arizona. or something like that, but yeah, Arizona, yeah.
2: It was right around Flagstaff, I think. And I grew up really close to there, so i couldn't sleep with the light off for like a year and a half um yeah i don't know if it's really a horror movie it's an alien sci-fi movie aliens still can be scary as shit yeah i mean i remember that movie
0: peter berg he was in uh, aspen extreme and then he started doing that movie and then he became like a big director i was like how the hell did he jump from that to that to that
2: and i think the the part that scared me the most was that it was supposedly a true story so that was kind of scary um And then Cocoon was weird. That scared the shit out of me too.
0: Yeah, I think it's the old people part of that movie that's scary. The- <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's kind of true, actually. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I would still say if I put if I put any money on it, the and again, like obviously knowing that it wasn't real, but watching the first Blair Witch project when yeah. they go down the stairs at the very end of the movie, I'm like,
2: oh shit, that's like the scariest yeah, right. I've ever seen no, in my life. Totally. <laughs> You look like my, you're our age, kind of. Are you in like your mid 30s, mid to late 30s? I'm 41. So, okay. Yeah. 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 The movie came out when I was in sixth grade and I watched yeah, it. I was in high school. Okay. So it's still scary, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, I was still like,
0: like afraid to go down my stairs with like the lights off for like a couple days. I was like, eh, maybe I'll turn these lights on real quick.
2: Yeah. That was like what led to all the paranormal activity style of movies, you know? Like, yeah. The, and honestly, the first time I saw paranormal activity, I was I sitting in the theater and I, I thought I got punked by like Ashton Kutcher or something because I didn't realize that like I felt like I got duped this movie wasn't scary it was just a joke that movie blew yeah it's, it was horrible but, but yeah, was I never good. liked any of those not, ones not but a fan they did yeah. right
0: yeah the other one the ring when that girl crawled out of the screen that that kind of made me jump I was
2: like oh you creepy ass bitch I was like, <laughs> <she got me. laughs> that's still a great movie you know actually. yeah yeah
0: yeah in either language when you watch it it's still fucking creepy the did second one i didn't care for but yeah
2: the grudge was pretty scary too yeah you uh, that one?
1: not a fan oh you suck i'm just saying man okay yeah talking about um so t- what kind of nightlight did you have
2: i didn't have a nightlight you did
1: no i i had a garden
2: a- guardian angel picture dude oh Jesus. Right. <laughs> my mom was catholic so <laughs>
0: i've uh this one's actually not even on the list but i was curious is there like a favorite moment of a horror movie where they use like a prop to like you know cut somebody open or squish somebody or kill somebody that you were like that's actually like the way they do it with like the editing even though you know they're using like a watermelon or something like that or whatever but you're like that actually looked way more real than it should have for like this kind of a budget was there ever a moment like that where you're like Oh, snap, they like did that and it looked like it was without editing and they like squished this person or cut this person or chop sl- chopped their head off or something like that. Do you ever feel like that?
2: Before I answer this question, is there any like ratings? Like can you get shut down for saying anything on this your podcast? Uh
0: this is the goddamn
2: internet. You can say it where the fuck you want. Okay. <laughs> you got one?
1: Can you go? I got is it mine? Yeah, you go.
2: Terrifier when they saw that girl in God Matt.
1: damn, I was gonna say that. Okay. <laughs> That's my favorite one, man and that's my favorite meme
2: Well, they saw this i said it first they saw this girl in half starting at her vagina
1: to her mouth (laughs) yeah Yeah. straight up the middle terrifier is awesome by the way
0: yeah yeah i think the only one i I can think off the top of my head is there was a movie called tension i don't know if you ever saw it i think it was only done in french or something like that so like i think like most american audiences didn't watch it but or high tension maybe it was high tension it was high tension yeah Yeah. it was like
1: a psychological
0: and there's like a, a part where they like smash some guy's head with a dresser and i'm like holy shit that looked like with like oh, yeah, maybe they really right. did kill yeah. this person <laughs> but yeah i was like that's pretty pretty dark right there like just smashing like moving somebody's i think he's like stuck in the staircase or something like that and they like ram the the this dresser into his head and it like bashes open or something i can't remember exactly the scenario but like i remember it like looking real at the time i was like yeah, i did a pretty good job with that but yeah
2: I mean, there's some, sometimes they still get you even, you know, in your older age, you're like, Oh my God. Like my knees just got weak.
0: Yeah. Like, Oh, that's disgusting. Like, I don't know if I'm watching a a legit like snuff film now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I killed somebody.
2: (laughs) Seriously. Sometimes. Or, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard the saga of the human centipede, but Yeah. yeah. Human centipede too was was there was one scene in that was rough, which I won't repeat because I don't want your viewers to get grossed out.
0: Yeah, well if they haven't if they're if they're horror fans and they haven't watched I think I've only watched the original one. I have not watched the sequels because it's like enough's enough. I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah. But the if one. they don't know
0: the human school. centipede, then yeah.
2: Also too, Cannibal Holocaust was really rough when I saw that in like this uh, seventh yeah, grade. Super rough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I still have actually... yet to see
0: the, the Serbian, but I hear that's pretty fucking horrible to watch.
2: I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. That's really bad. That's like that's up there <laughs> like yeah i've, I've never
0: seen that. it but I, you know from what i gather it's it's a snuff film without being a snuff film basically so
2: yeah yeah i was like yeah there's no
0: when it's when it's meant to look like that it's like i don't want to watch that like i don't get it but, my yeah.
2: line is, is is you know i i walk the line you know sometimes but that's just over the line from what i've yeah. heard about it you know <laughs> the, yeah. my buddy was like you got to watch this movie with me i was like i don't want to watch it I <laughs> yeah <laughs> i might i don't think
0: i've watched it I know my one of my buddies watched it, but I was like, I don't think I've, I don't think I watched it because it came out in the time when I started dating my wife, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to get her to watch this. So, I doubt that I'm going to watch this movie alone. So yeah,
2: yeah, you'll <laughs> score more points with a rom com. Come on,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> is Ryan Reynolds coming out with a movie this weekend or what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless it's Deadpool, then you're screwed.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like no chance there. But yeah. All right. So the next question I was going to ask you is, if you had a choice. Uh, I guess you the the scenario could be in anything you could imagine. You could decorate it however you want, but would you rather play a concert in a spooky cave or in a haunted house, and why? Like a legit, like you know, like the you know, um, the some of the haunted houses like you see on like paranormals, like detective shows and shit like that. Not like just like a person setting up a spooky garage or something like that.
1: <laughs> I would go with haunted house.
0: Okay you have any reason just because you'd be like this would be fucking awesome and maybe somebody would
1: will... be fucking awesome like if we played a show like in like house of haunted hill or like the uh fucking house in casper for the yeah, night, that'd be it, cool that would be sick as fuck <laughs> that i don't i just i love i've always loved haunted houses since i was a kid my parents used to take me haunted houses all the time and like i was like i've only been to a couple like haunted caves like but i i feel like haunted houses is probably my number one
2: yeah yeah i'd have to say the same yeah actually because you know it, i think it would be ideal if it was like a prom staged in a haunted house Ooh, wow. yeah that'd be
0: cool. like a little carry action going on or something yeah,
2: okay. yeah a little bit you know like you know see like offspring you ever watch that movie idle hands which is probably a yeah. good one that you could watch with your wife you know yes. it's yeah a little bit of a comedy that's Devin um,
0: Sawa as the Devin actor Sawa. right yeah. yeah and then Seth the, green
2: seth green yeah. and the guy from um Jessica alba
0: yeah yeah that's true she's gonna forget too, about yeah.
2: her and then yeah. the the bash brother from mighty ducks yes i forget oh I yeah his yeah name. <laughs> but the offspring uh plays in that yeah. you know like it was kind of a cool concept you know and i, I think, love that movie it's great yeah that's a good one but yeah i mean I would say haunted house well let's
0: put it this way like it might be cool to play in a haunted house but as musicians don't you think the acoustics would be better in a spooky cave
1: maybe but <laughs> I mean, we're not even going to make it out alive anyway so yeah, you yeah. Have
0: we'd rather have fun for the time we're there i don't care how good we sound <laughs> we're not going to see right. the royalties of our live performance that you know hit the internet or whatever but yeah
2: plus like caves are really cold you know could be I like, yeah. yeah i don't like the cold yeah. i did enough <laughs> of that in my childhood it's like a morgue in there yeah sorry there's kids riding dirt bikes out there
0: no, i can't it's all good so Let's bring it back to music. Obviously this is a question I ask every one of my guests lately, but what four musicians would you put on your personal Mount Rushmore for either being influential or being your favorite? And they don't have to make a band. It could be four bass players, four drummers, four singers, whatever. But what four musicians would you put on your personal Mount Rushmore?
2: That's a good question. That's a good question. That's a great question, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I love that question.
0: <laughs> you go first. Find out a lot about people from this answer.
2: Let's go back and forth. Okay. Okay. Um, Dave Grohl would be up there 100% okay. for sure.
1: Brian Wilson for okay. sure. Beach Boys, yeah. Yeah.
0: He's right in there with the horror theme punk for sure.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'd have to say Tony Iommi.
0: Okay.
1: Nice. I'm trying to think here. Doyle. Doyle not Danzig no Doyle yeah okay he only knows a couple chord, you know chords I was gonna say if
0: the only person you could think of is Brian Wilson that's pretty funny
1: well he didn't say good musician so Doyle can go up there <laughs> yes. okay the reason I said Brian Wilson because I think the Beach Boys have the best harmonies like of, of course all time. of course and that's yeah, I mean without
0: I that you good. wouldn't have melodic pop punk usually yeah I mean, almost yeah. every pop punk band will cite the Beach Boys as like why they are harmonizing right
2: Right. Plus, they had Charles Manson in their band, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. That's a great question, Isaac. That is a great question. Oh, man. Favorite musicians. Two more each. Hmm. I'll
0: edit out all this awkward silence later. I'd probably say (laughs)
2: Fat Mike. No effects. Okay.
0: Sounds good. Fat Mike. Clock's ticking back over to you, Josh. Um, See if you can even name four musicians.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the worst thing. I, I no. like, know bands, but I'm like,
0: oh, what's that guy's name? I forget. Yeah. Um, well, I've had people be like, the drummer from this band, I cannot remember his name, but I'm like, you don't have to he's remember He's definitely not your names.
2: favorite if you can't remember his name.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> do, 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 do. I know, I know, I know. I, know. Um, I would say, let's say Lemmy. Killer Lemmy, player. okay. just stole my last one. Son of a bitch. Sorry. yeah um, can share
0: it.
2: I got a picture of him right there. Um, I don't know. I probably have to say, I mean, obviously Kurt Cobain.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you have a little bit of everybody. You got shredders, drummers, everybody.
2: I mean, two members from Nirvana in there, but they were so awesome. You know, that's just my yeah. opinion. But
0: I mean, I love Nirvana. So yeah, I don't got a problem with that. And you're like, fuck Chris Novosilic.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was a good bass player for sure. I like him yeah. a lot. You know, as far as his rhythm is great, but you know, do you have one more left?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: joy Ramone? No, no.
1: I would say one of my favorite drums is uh, London May. He was a drummer for Sam Hain and um, uh, he he was he drummed for Tiger Army for a little while. Okay, that's pretty one of my drummers. What about you? Deep Pole
2: you got your four.
0: I do actually. Um, so, it's uh, Tim Casher from Cursive, um, Joey uh, Joey Cape from Lagwagon. Hell yeah! Um, I think I, I think I have Dave Grohl in there, and then Neil Peart from Rush. So I'm the drummer the of Rush. I'm like the t- like I love drums. I'm like originally I started as guitar and singing and stuff like that, but like watching both of those guys play drums and the way the different styles that they have, I'm like, holy shit, these guys are amazing. Derek Lorde
2: is one of my favorite drummers from Lagwagon. you know? Yeah,
0: he's amazing. I mean, obviously not alive anymore, but he was incredible. Like, one of the best drummers in punk ever. Um, Josh Freeze is another one. Like, these guys are just, like, so incredibly talented. Love watching drummers. Like, anytime I see a drummer, like, in a band, like, anytime I go watch a show, I'm, like, watching the drummer most of the time. I'm like, what are they doing? But, um, yeah, obviously Joey Cape and then Tim Kasher from Cursive, mostly for their songwriting and just the way that they know how to make – Dark songs that don't sound dark, essentially.
2: Yeah, that's 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 you know, I always called it like this irony, like you know, like yeah, how Al Klein Trio has that. I always thought that was beautiful when bands yeah. do that. You know, it's yeah. it's a really dark song, but the lyrics are really satire and happy, you know, yeah. like it's it's weird, but I yeah. love it,
0: yeah, so. That's all the questions I got for you, you guys did pretty good and only stumbled kind of on the last question. So is a good I didn't question, boil though. your brains too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, sweating too much. So that's good. So the spotlight's off and we'll be back in just a few moments to stick a fork in this episode with some exciting news about what damn by the night may have coming up in the near future. So stick around. We'll be back right after this. Running your own music career is incredibly difficult. Trying to get people to like, share, comment, listen, follow. It's all just overwhelming. Most musicians give up before they ever achieve success, and that's the worst. If you're looking for a better way to grow your music career, head to DIYRockCareer.com for some absolutely free training. It costs you nothing, and it could be the difference between hitting your goals and quitting your dream. Go to DIYRockCareer.com today by clicking the link below this episode. Welcome back to the Powered by Rock podcast. So, John, Josh, let's talk about Damn by the Night obviously you guys just released your ep i think it was the end of october from memory or mid-october or something like that so it was
1: friday the 13th
0: friday the 13th that's right so it's (laughs) one of those years when it falls (laughs) in in october right so like obviously perfect halloween kind of starts early when friday the 13th is in october so yes um so how have you guys like obviously you guys are still writing songs you're mentioning all that and you played a few shows obviously october's busy for halloween and horror punk bands and stuff like that so what do you guys got coming up now that all that's kind of already happened
2: yes yeah, so i think what we're going to do in the next two months is just take some time off uh we're going to still take time off from playing shows and recording but we're going to be writing you know yeah. so that's the main focus so what our goal is to incorporate the songs that we do have bring out some new bangers in the beginning of 2024 probably in the first quarter i guess yeah, yeah. you know you know january through march Work on some new stuff, possibly record it, but definitely play it out um, somewhere in there, starting maybe April, do a few shows, you know, get that together. Yeah, a new set for 2024. Yeah, so along with that comes, you know, working on a new record.
0: Yeah, and obviously you guys mentioned you're looking at doing a music video as well, so you have any idea, like, how long that might take? Because it could be a week or it could be, like, six months, depending on how, how much you put into it, right?
2: We've been kind of going back and forth on, like, if we want to spend a lot of money on it. So one of our goals is to put out vinyl. So that's definitely going to happen. We almost have the money together to get vinyl out. Yeah. So we're nice. going to do... Pretty close. We're going to do a, From the Shadows to a Coffin on Vinyl. Um, nice. And then, you know, shoot the the video. But the, the question is, do we want to get somebody involved that's going to make it epic? Or do we want to just do a basic video, which we can do ourselves um, and make it look really cool with a cool location? So... You know, we'll do that. Um, get the vinyl out. Get some new songs together. Um, you know, finish out the set with like a bunch of originals. Probably like twelve. We'll have like twelve, thirteen originals at that point. I'd say. Yeah. Hopefully. Sure. Nice. Yeah.
0: And obviously, you guys, like Josh, you're saying it's kind of a side project for everybody. But is is this something that you guys ever plan to tour with this band, or is this something that's pretty much a non touring band?
1: Uh, I won't put that to no. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, through practices and such, but um, possibly we might like you know like go and do like L.A. or you know go to Phoenix or something for like do a weekenders maybe like in uh, like in starting the summer or something like that. Nice, um, but it's not com- like but we we, we do uh, we've been asked a few times to come out to L.A. and stuff for shows, um, but it would be cool if we could do something like that. But we're not sure if that'll ever happen. Yeah. But uh, it would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's be the really thing.
1: Cool to do, like uh, you know, some like horror cons. Yeah, we talked with some horror cons and stuff, setting stuff up. But nice. Um, but yeah, just kind of uh, see what see what comes our way. Like if we're offered something like out of town that we're like, well, I don't want to refuse this, so let's do this. You know. But, yeah. Um, kind of just more focusing on getting more songs put together and for another record, and uh, honestly, just like having fun with it whatever happens happens yeah yeah that's the one cool thing about this
2: band is that you know even though it is a side project we all started this you know because we 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 want to do it to to do something a little bit different than what we're we're doing in our our main projects so you know that's the number one thing for us like we're all having a blast doing it so if i feel like if we take it really seriously it might pull the fun out of it but also that is part of the fun so i think we're just kind of seeing where it goes and then yeah. what we can do with it like you know we got people offering us shows like come to come to idaho come to los angeles you know and we're just like yeah you know if the offer is right you know and think yeah we're, we can do it we're down
0: yeah the gasoline is going to cost 300 but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
2: so that's kind of where we're going with it but definitely more recording um you know getting the vinyl out and uh you know playing more shows and writing new music
0: yeah, yeah obviously you got to balance it not just with your, uh, you know, your other projects, but with work and life and people that you're around and stuff, right? So it's not like, hey, let's tour this band and then let me go tour another band and let me go do this and that. So, I mean, there's never, there's never an easy schedule for people who have, you know, passion projects, right? So, like, if, like, for right now, like I'm doing a podcast, it's, you know, 8 p.m. our time to 9 p.m. Normally, this is the time I'm h- hanging out with my, my wife and my kid, but I'm like, this is my passion project. So I'm going to go spend an hour talking to some guys about music and you're just going to have to deal with it. But I get to <laughs> yeah, do this yeah. for my home. Like I don't have to like tour to do this, right? Like it'd be cool to do a podcast tour, but that's not really a thing right now. So <laughs> unless you're Joe Rogan or Bill Burr or somebody like that.
2: Yeah, no, sure. I, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. You know, I, I do the same thing with like recording, mixing, mastering, um you know i got a 40 hour a week job too but i feel like it just depends on how much you how much passion you do have right yeah so like there's this urge you know inside of you that feels like i need to do this i have to do this i got to get this done like i really want to and then when you're done you feel a sense of accomplishment you move on and you just keep doing it you know so sometimes like you know i always feel like overworked or like you know too crazy busy and need a break or whatever but at the same time like the payoff at the end of it is is definitely worth it to to be able to do what you love and have fun. Most importantly, you know, yeah. and create memories. I think that's for me like creating memories like with your your band and creating something that's a piece of history, whether it's on a physical media or if it's out there on the internet or something like that. You know, just documenting your entire process and making it you know stick out there forever and leaving a piece of you behind when you're yeah. you know gone in fifty, sixty years or whatever it's going to be.
0: Yeah, the yeah. quote I always tell people that I I don't know if I came up with this or if I twisted it from somebody else, but I always tell people I don't want to be the richest guy in the in the graveyard. I want to be the guy with the best stories at the nursing home. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, because you know, you 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 can't die with like a bunch of money and be miserable. Like I had the opportunity to climb like corporate ladders and stuff like that and be somebody who has clout, you know, as a businessman, but I don't want to do that. It it stressed me out to no end. You know what I mean? It's just not fun. And life is all about experience. You know, you can die with a ton of money, but you know, once you go to the grave, like obviously you're going to leave it to whoever, you know.
0: Yeah. Somebody else is going to be happy that you ground yourself to dust, but you're not going to (laughs) be.
2: No. And you only have one life to live, man. You know, they made a soap opera about that.
0: Yeah. From what I hear, (laughs) it lasted a while too. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, even if you think about it, like, like say you leave a bunch of money to your kids. would Do you think they would rather have that time spent with you or the money that you leave behind? They're going to want the time spent with you, right? Like no kid's going to be like, Oh yeah. Thanks for the money. Dad die now already. Not unless right. they're like a piece of shit, obviously, but yeah, that's what
2: I'm going to say. If you're a shitty parent, then yeah, they'd probably like just take the money and be happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, You know, you didn't have fun making all that money for, for anyone else. But you know, if you're lucky to make money with music and you have a fortune from music, great. Or whatever yeah. you, you love, you know, if you're a, a archaeologist or if you're a proctologist even you know like if you had fun looking at people's butts good for you
0: (laughs) not just looking but also examining touching (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah oh that's definitely cancer all right we got our first winner (laughs) of the day yeah (laughs) so we'll add some links to the music in the show notes below this episode obviously your social media and stuff but do you have any other like any any people you want to shout out anything else you want to plug or anything else you want to say before we go today
2: i did want to mention you know uh crew from soldiers of destruction uh that played keys on our album as well um he helped us out mike janoff from guilty by association hansen meyer from atomic video video jukebox excuse me he also played bass on the record too Uh, i think we forgot him Yes,
1: he did. He played uh, bass on Resurrection.
2: Yeah, Resurrection. That was Hanson because nice. we started the
1: band with Hanson. So nice. Um, yeah. Anybody else want to shout out? Oh, Nikki. Uh, Nikki Lagosi from Argentina. He did all our, our, a lot of the. He did all the album artwork. Uh, he sent a couple shirts for us too. Um, nice. But uh, Heather, she modeled for the shirt and the album. Heather had and <laughs> yeah, Uh and everyone that supported us and, uh, you know, has bought merch from us and, uh, is, uh, telling us, you know, keep it on the road and keep on going for it. Nice. Um, and then, I mean, everybody in the band, like John, Dave and Jay kind of gave me like a, this band has, is the funnest project I've ever done. And it's like when we're in the room, we just have that fire and I appreciate that we have all been able to produce what we have produced out. Egotistical
2: yeah. guy wants to shout out his own band. What's up with that? <laughs> I'm <Just egotistical>. <laughs> no, maybe a I little bit. But... And my wife, too. My wife, Melissa, yeah. definitely put up with a lot of stuff. And you, Isaac, as yeah. well. Thanks yeah. for having us I on your show. We appreciate well, it. it. It's
0: a very, uh, you know, very small thing that I can do. I don't know. I never know who's going to listen or how many people are going to listen to the show every week. But I'm like, you know, if even 10, 15, 20 people know about a band that they should know about and they like it, well, that makes me you know keep doing it right so like i keep thinking like man should i stop doing this like i don't think really anybody gives a shit and then like somebody will be like hey i just saw your episode from this and like that's awesome like keep doing it. And i'm like literally like just randomly out of the blue somebody will message me and i'll be like that's cool
2: yeah i so just I- saw your episode with sam king from co-defendants Code earlier this year you know we played yeah. with them uh my other band over the weekend that was a big one you know yeah. so Sometimes we feel like we want to quit too, you know, like yeah. sometimes you feel like you just grind yourself into the ground, doing nothing. Nobody cares. You're hurting your body, doing things, you know, <laughs> just, yeah. you just got to keep going.
0: Yeah. That's when you just drink beer and say, you know what? It'll be better. Just keep going.
2: <laughs> or just, you know, don't care what people think. Yeah.
0: And yeah. that's my biggest thing is I, I usually like, I never care what people think, but then I'm like, is that a bad thing? Like maybe I should care more about what people think. Maybe I should stop doing some of the shit that I do. Like I just keep doing it because I'm like, I like it. So fuck it. I don't care. But yeah.
1: I used to think like that. And then that song, that uh, sack record. Uh, I, oh, I sack. used to I, give a shit. I used to give a shit. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? That is exactly the way you should think. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> record,
2: actually. It is a good record. <laughs> or like, I drive
1: a forklift. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. They're
2: <that's great. laughs> writing songs about you, Josh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So one last question before we sign off, what new music, a new band, new artist, new album, new song, what new music would you recommend for people to check out? Just say like in the last year or so that you've heard.
2: Um, I mean, the Co-Defendants record was my favorite record of the entire year, honestly. Pretty fucking great. I loved it every second of it. Um, But I'll shout out, you know, my friends, uh, the Ghostwood Murder, uh, the Love Bombs, Talking Bombs from Bullhead City. Those guys are great. Um, you know, check out those guys. Uh yeah. those aren't new, but they're new of the, as of this year.
0: Yeah.
1: Why don't you I would Josh say, Um I got two on the top of my head for this year would be uh Won't Stay Dead from Chicago. They're okay. uh they're not an all girl band, but uh the two lead singers they have like phenomenal like vocals and they remind me of a lot like MCR with a mix of like Accoline Trio put together. Nice. and then uh, local las vegas band uh von bolt they really catch me really good if you get a chance check them out uh if you like uh just like straight up like metal rock like kind of a little black sabbath like the uh, dancing stuff they're a uh, nice. really great band to check out
0: cool what was the band name i didn't even catch that
1: uh von bolt
0: von bolt uh, okay yeah. i haven't even heard yeah. of them yet i'm gonna have to check them out too see this yeah like, you have to they're great uh, they're, i swear to god there's like Got to be at least 5,000 bands in Vegas that I don't even know about because every week I'm like, somebody else pops up. I never heard of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? No, I
2: totally There's so many bands out there. Oh, yeah. You know, I forgot to mention uh, Boulevard Bullies and Lean 13, too. Boulevard Bullies put out a new record this year. It's pretty solid as well, actually. I I like that. Yeah,
0: they're actually just uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the local support or the Vegas-born artists at the uh, Knights game. I saw that the other day. That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Um, we recorded that album here, too, actually. Nice. Very cool.
0: Well, I want to thank you guys, Josh and John from Damn by the Night for being on the show. Obviously, it's an evening well spent when I get to speak to you know musicians about music. So make sure you go check out the show notes below this episode to get the links to the music and social media from Damn by the Night. And also remember that Powered by Rock podcast is powered by our listeners to show us some support. Please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. Please, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you obviously want to make a donation to the podcast, it's always appreciated. It helps us keep making awesome episodes with awesome guests. You can see the full video interview on our YouTube channel or on Spotify as well. If you want to check out some of our awesome content or our merch, our gear, whatever else we got there, head to poweredbyrock.com to see what's good. That's our show for today. I'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on.
1: supposed to be.